And hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. For tonight's podcast episode, I have Charlie with me. So hello to everybody. Hello, John. Tonight's the night, finally. <laughs> tonight's the night, and it's always going to be the night, because tonight is the night that we're going to review Dexter. And that's right. This is actually our our the Dark Passenger of Dexter Morgan after show. So, guys, it's been a while. It's been seven months. I can't believe it's been seven months, man. We were just talking about that. And in the green room, a matter of fact, when we were talking about that. And it's just nuts that seven months has passed since we've done the first two seasons, the first three seasons, right? Or no, first two. First two. We're doing yep. season two tonight, so it'd be about seven months. Exactly. Don't worry, fans. We told you kind of like we didn't forget about you guys for Dexter. We were gonna we were gonna continue it. We're doing it all the way up, and then we're even gonna be covering the new season. So just because we finished okay. season eight doesn't mean we got a bad taste in our mouth, and we'll get to that when we cover season eight. We want to finish it off strong, and that's why hopefully we're excited for the new Dexter season nine. So hopefully it, it's better. Hopefully, his fingers and toes no. that this this last season that we're gonna get, or hopefully more Dexter we're gonna get is gonna be great. So with that being said, let's go on ahead dive in. We're gonna do some recaps first, and then after the recaps of the first two seasons, then we're gonna dive into season three. We're just trying to catch you guys up and everything for those of you who have listened to us seven months ago. And so that way you guys can catch up on season three right now with us now. So with being that being said, when we fir got first introduced to Dexter in season one, he was dealing with a lot of stuff. You wind up having a serial killer who happens to be an ice truck killer show up. And matter of fact, each season has a different killer on each episode. And basically they're trying to track down this ice truck killer. You also have Deb who has a really bad potty mouth, which is actually Dexter's Sister Dexter's sister has a really bad daddy issues and stuff like that. The serial killer is also using other um, using the body parts in different areas in Dexter's life that nobody knows about, other than Dexter and Harry and the whole entire Morgan family. And as a matter of fact, the body parts are on old uh, street signs and stuff like that, pretty much from back in the day when Dexter was young. And you know, throughout time those street signs are not going to be there anymore. Those landmarks are not going to be there anymore because they update certain things after a while. And that's exactly what happens. He puts them in old locations and stuff like that. So they wind up tracking down the ice truck killer. And then it turns out too, that it winds up being Dexter's brother. Dexter's brother goes by a guy named Brian uh, Moser, who's actually his Dexter's real biological brother, but he goes by an alias of Rudy Cooper, who happens to be into plastic surgery and things like that. And also, too, he's also has an obsession with ice and knows how to kill people. Um, and that's, of course, why they call him the ice truck killer. But also, too, he comes into Dexter's life whenever he really doesn't have any friends. He does Dexter doesn't really trust anybody. So Dexter winds up relying on Rudy as a person that he can trust. And what winds up happening is he winds up finding, of course, that Dexter, that's Dexter, uh, Dexter is his brother and Dexter finds out that Rudy's his brother. And then we wind up having the whole fact that Deb is now is wind up, winds up almost getting engaged to the ice truck killer. He winds up testing Dexter by putting another person out on the table for him to kill. Dexter doesn't do it because he doesn't kill innocence or anything like that he kills somebody he kills people that are actually corrupt or 
another serial killer that just kills for the sake of killing. So he has a little bit of a code, which is the code that Harry gives him. And then, of course, like I mentioned, he doesn't wind up killing the guy that's on the table or anything like that. That also makes Rudy question Dexter's motives as to why he doesn't do what he does and everything on that same level as Rudy does. So then, of course, you wind up having that whole entire tug of war thing out on the boat where they're both uh, trading punches and everything. And then you wind up finding out uh, then after that, he winds up killing. Um, he knocks out Rudy and then he puts well. There's other stuff that winds up happening before that. But what winds up happening is this. He winds up knocking Rudy out and everything. And of course, you're thinking that's the end of it after that, right? But no, that's not it. That's that's not what happened. He winds up escaping and he winds up thinking that Deb's asleep in her in Dexter's room that he, she's actually staying in because she's staying in his apartment. And it turns out it was just a bunch of pillows. Dexter winds up stabbing in him into in stabbing him with the uh, lethal, uh, stabbing him with the injection. And then that's when we wind up having Rudy being laid out on the, on the, on the same type of mechanism that he does killing other people by draining their blood out of them. So he winds up putting him up on the table and everything. He winds up killing him. Then it goes into the whole thing through season two. Yeah, um, so to fill in some other details, um, in case anyway is new to this, Dexter is a blood splatter expert. He's an analyst for the Miami Metro PD. We heard that we said that right. You're not wrong. He's a serial killer that only kills people that deserve it, but he works for he's a blood analyst. So he's like he's like he's playing a deep end in this one. So he he actually he finds a girl that is kind of like messed up like him i think it was because deb helped him out um and rita he meets rita who's the who's the mother of two kids Aster and cody her her husband paul is in jail due to drug related crimes and he suddenly gets brought back into the fold he's like hey yeah i'm back i want to say hi to my kids rita wasn't having it and then paul is doing something he's like he's like and dexter's not trusting of him dexter knocks his ass out with a pan and drags him and Try like puts him back in jail by t making him touch marijuana or drugs, and then he says, "Rita, look for the shoe." And the shoe is what Rita finds at the end of the season, and that's what begins Rita not trusting Dexter. We'll get in a sec. Um, the more details on Rudy, he's a prosthetics expert. Um, he, like so because he cuts off limbs, and one of the guys Dexter finds, yeah, one of the guys Dexter finds is in the uh. He's in this warehouse, and instead of catching Rudy, he saves the guy, or I think he helps Deb find the guy. And um, Deb actually isn't a cop yet. She's she works in Vice. She's like a kind of like a kind of a, a prostitute on the street, something like that. And then she gets her badge. Um, there's other characters involved. Laguerta, she's horrible. We're not gonna we're not gonna focus on her. She's she's got a she got a serious anger issue against Deb for no reason. Um, um, Masuka, and then you have Angel. Yeah, Masuka. Yeah. He's this. He's he works in the. He's kind of like a like a, 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 a. He he's like an expert, like an analyst, like Dexter is in terms of the crime scene stuff. He's very sex crazed. If in, in terms, of, if we have to compare him, in, he's got kind of like a weird quagmire. Um, he's 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 always doing dirty stuff. So anyway, Dexter finds Rudy, um, and of course Deb cussing. She's got relationship problems. She ends up dating Rudy for a while. She loves him. Um, 
And then Rudy's got this industrial sized freezer in his apartment, which is able why he's able to keep the blood frozen. Is that's how he's able to keep his bodies fresh, hence the ice truck killer um, aspect to it. Um, so what like towards the end of it, Rudy finds out about um, Deb and Deb find well no Deb finds out about Rudy on a boat. Rudy drugs Deb and Deb's the one that uh, Rudy wants Dexter to kill. Dexter couldn't kill him or or and then when Rudy takes over, Dexter stops him. Deb wakes up. Um, and so, so that's when that leads to the struggle in this like apartment area. I think it's not an apartment building. It's kind of like a warehouse. Um, so Rudy escapes and Deb is like that. And James Dokes, um, Sergeant Dokes, who I'll get to in a sex. Dokes, he's got a serious heart on for Dexter. Like he's like, what the fuck, Morgan? Like it sums up with you. He's like always dropping like surprise motherfucker. Like he's dropping the MS like crazy. Like he, see, he, he knows something's up with Dexter because he sees Dexter going back to this um, kind of like in this, like this, like port of Los Angeles kind of thing where a lot of these that because Dexter's looking into his past because his mother, his real mother, Laura Moser was brutally murdered right in front of him. So like when Harry found him, he was in a pit of blood, like all over the place. And that's how both Morgan, like uh, Deb, not Deb, uh, Brian and um, Dexter, they're effed up in the head. Um, they got some serious issues because they would witness their mom getting chainsawed. Literally, um, they, luckily the show doesn't show much of that sequence, but you, it's pretty vividly, um, cause there, it, it's so like what makes Dexter want to look into this is cause there's a crime scene that was very reminiscent of how his, how his mom was brutally murdered. This whole apart, hotel room. This is, this is pretty this like disturbing stuff. This whole apartment is like room is filled with blood. So that that makes Dexter pass out and he falls into the blood. And because usually, because in the first season one, Dexter's pretty, he's pretty good in the head, but yet he he faints on blood. And there and then Dokes is like, "What's the what the f's wrong with you, Morgan, or whatever?" So anyway, um, Dexter does what John said. Dexter tricks Rudy injects him in the, uh, the the syringe in the like syringe in his apartment building he injects him and at any time when you inject somebody you're like yeah he's finally getting the bad guy um and then that li that literally leads to uh, Dexter killing Rudy making it look like a suicide and that that really affected Dexter going into season two now I'm pretty sure I think we covered everything in season one did we John yeah we definitely did and okay. uh just just to clear one small thing up it wasn't the marijuana that Dexter makes oh, uh, Paul touch. It was, it was actually, he hooked him up to an IV, to a syringe, to make it yeah. look like that he was high on heroin. Oh, that's what so, it was. Yeah, heroin. Yeah, because it was weed or whatever is, yeah, it's a big deal, but yeah. it's not as hard as what heroin is, yeah. which is big, it's a big deal, mm -hmm. a bigger deal than what weed is. So, yeah. yeah. So, therefore, he would actually do more time to me for doing that versus doing weed. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. But okay. I just want to—I just wanted to clear that one little small thing up. But no, we touched yeah. on everything that would needed to be touched on for yeah. season one. So yeah. going ahead with your season two recap, and then mm -hmm. we'll do season three. Yeah. So if anybody comes in with other details from season one, please make sure put it in the chat. And uh, don't like don't be like, to quote Deadpool. Don't be like don't be a don't, like if you if you make fun of us or whatever. That's a total dick move. Because <laughs> well, we know Dexter. We have him on speed dial. We'll get him for you. <laughs> Anyway, so season two, yay! Now we're on to season two, which is I think is personally my one of the least favorite seasons of me because this going into this season, I was dreading it because it's 
it's very like makes you like really angry in a lot of stuff. And I'm like, okay. So anyway, um, starts out Dexter. He's seriously messed up like right now, like not, not, not physically mentally because he just killed his brother. So he's having, he's, he has the yips in terms of killing people. So he, he's trying to track this one guy down that he's like that. I think this big guy, he's like a big brute kind of a guy. They was trying to track down early on. He couldn't do it. Like he, he injected him and then he struggled to kill him. The guy escapes and he ends up killing somebody else. And then that's in person. So Dexter's done that. So Dexter's dealing with that. Um, and the other thing too is how Dexter disposes of his bodies. He chops them up, puts them in like a disposable garbage bag and throws them in the ocean with his boat. The sea of the, the slice of life. Kind of ironic, isn't it? It's, it's called a slice of life. Um, so, um, so anyway, um, Dexter, like, Dexter follows his code because he almost got caught early on, like another point season one. He almost got caught after he killed um, this a husband and wife and this little boy saw him. So he was worried the whole time that he got caught. But no, he, luckily the kid drew picture of an, a Jesus in a sense. So luckily Dexter, like, De- Dexter is really meticulous in it, but sometimes he gets, he gets kind of like, a little bit sloppy and that like, leads them to get caught. So anyway, bunch of divers in the middle of the ocean, they find all these bodies and Dexter sees this on TV and Deb's like, Holy shit, we got another one. And they, so this is going to help me get my badge, my detective's badge or whatever. Um, that, and then, so any, in case you're wondering, Hey, what's going on with Deb? She's got relationship problems easily. Like seriously, she, she, she's not trusting of people. She's very on the edge. It's like, she's like a, a, a drug addict. She's like, oh, don't touch me. Like she's very, she's got a very personal life. Like, like she has some very mental and physical issues. And so, and then like various times, like some cop is going up, like some, like some uh, pho- photographers get on her. She like sucker punches him. So she, she's very, very touchy. And so she's working out like intensively that she's always working out. She's trying to get like back in the shape. So she can't really trust anybody in dating. Um, and I think, I know Rita's trying to take her out and stuff. So Deb's, Deb's going through some stuff and hence relationship issues. And is the cussing just about as bad? Yeah. She's cussing, dropping F-bombs more often in this one. So anyway, Dexter, so Deb finds, sees, watches, uh, she's been staying with Dexter at his apartment. Um, so anyway, they see that Dexter realizes, oh shit, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm effed pretty much. Cause they find his bodies and it's like 17 of them or whatever. So... And that and that what that leads to bring in special agent Lundy, um, who is who's a like a top notch FBI guy that's come in to investigate because this is a huge serial killing because he because De- Dexter's killed so many people, um. So, what well, like so that he's in there and then also Dexter's got relationship issues with Rita because Rita finds out Dexter's been lying to her about uh, because of horse because of that, well, what happened to Paul and she's like kind of like. Paul's like, hey, call this lawyer. I can help you. And then, and then I think, or some of that nature. Um, he's um, like, oh, sorry. I mean, yeah, go ahead. Um, but, but yeah, that's also too when, of course, Paul calls Rita up and he's like, look, have you seen a shoe? Because my shoe is missing. And that's what's going to help me prove my innocence. And Rita thinks that he's just high off his ass and everything, like he always is, usually. And she's like, no, I'm not going to go on ahead and help you. You did this to yourself. You're the one who got high on the syringe and everything. You're the one who got high on heroin again. I'm not going to help you. What makes you think I'm going to help you? 
And Paul goes, look, you have to listen to me. I'm innocent. She goes, he goes, no, no, you're not innocent. And then it's not until like later on when she does find his shoe that she calls him back up. He goes, look, I think I can help you. There's a lawyer that I can help get you, get, get you some help. And that's where I'm going to leave you off after that. Yeah. Um. So Rita finds the shoe and she begins questioning Dexter after, after, after kind of Rita's like told Paul, no, I'm not helping you. Paul, take a guess, he dies because he gets in a prison fight because he's depressed because he realizes, oh, yeah, um, my, my wife's not helping me anymore. And so Rita confronts Dexter, and he uh, so he missed the same Paul up because Dexter's the honest kind of guy on this one. But after claiming it was a spontaneous act, he cannot explain why he happened to be carrying heroin. Rita thinks yeah, like Dexter's hiding something. Yeah, no shit. He, of course, he's hiding something, but not something he wants to hide. She thinks he's high. He's a drug addict, like Paul. So, what is the what is the thing that Rita forces Dexter to do? Go to uh, go to Narcotics Anonymous because that is the situation to fix Dexter. Um, yeah, Rita, I think you effed up there because. Because I think because Dexter's then Dexter's been lying like oh, I've been going I've been staying the whole time and Rita's like no you can't you're not back you're not allowed back in the house until you go to the training like go to this training so because it's Rita did this Dexter meets a bitch and oh, sorry yeah. he's not allowed to come back to unless he gets his one uh, his uh pin his, his part queen. of the his like coin for the AA thing. meeting and it was also Dexter too who winds up saying because where do you go in all night all ends of the night and everything on the way on and everything while I'm in bed. And he goes, she, she goes, look, I've already been down this road with Paul. Are you a, are you a drug addict? And then Dexter just goes, yeah, I'm a drug addict. I'm ashamed of it. Really? Yeah. And then that's of course, when she signs him up for yeah, a, a, um, whenever he goes to AA. Sorry about yeah. that. No, no, you're good. All right. So I, the other thing I mentioned too is um, I mentioned Dokes in season one. Dokes is a hard ass in this one. Like he's following Dexter wherever he goes. It's like he's been he's following Dexter. He's tracking him in the open when they're going bowling. And then when one when, when Dokes leaves, that's when Dexter goes out on the hunt. Um, Dokes is like very suspicious of Dexter's true motives. He's mon constantly monitoring. So anyway, back to Narcotics Anonymous. Ugh, this part was brutal. This was really brutal because he meets Lila, and oh my god, Lila. Ugh, she was terrible. <laughs> she was terrible like she was really like really bad and she's like oh don't worry dexter i'll be your sponsor so dexter's these eyes like hey rita there's my sponsor and rita sees lila and she realized oh no what have i done what have i done because so anyway um dexter's also dealing some stuff too of his close to him like family life about find out who really killed his mom so he's been trying to track him down so to get over the this urge of his, Lila and him take a field trip to the um. I'm trying to, like, sorry, I'm looking up to see where exactly this is. Um, where where he found the uh, this guy? Sorry, it's been a while since I've seen season two. So um, 
Let's see. But no, you were mentioning while you're doing that, I'm just going to mention Dokes and the hard yeah, on and everything. He's following him around, of course, at the bowling alley in his personal life, butting into his personal life and everything. Dexter can't go out and kill anybody, so he has to actually pretend that he's going bowling, which is actually one of the sports that he's good at, surprisingly. Even Dexter admits at how good he actually is at bowling. Um, with the rest of the squad from, of course, the police station, that's his bowling buddies and things like that. But then, of course, Dokes winds up, he's trying to everything he can to get rid of Dokes. And the only way to get rid of Dokes off his back is by telling him that he's going uh, bowling. He goes, come on, if you want to come on along with me and everything, you can watch me bowl. Come on. And basically, Dokes says, nah, F this. And he winds up going home, and then that's when Dexter go, goes on ahead and starts uh, slaughtering people again and things like that, people who are actually criminals and other stuff. So, um, so I, I don't know like specifically where this location was, but anyway, um, Lila and Dexter take a field trip to um, find one of the guys that killed killed his mom. I think one of the guys is named a drug dealer, and then uh, – Jimenez, I think, because I know Dexter beats the shit out of him with a baseball bat in a bar. Um, and then, so Dexter's been lying to Rita the whole time. No, no, I'm just, I'm just trying to clear up some stuff in my past. And of course, he, Lila, intentionally like undresses in front of him while she's about to take a shower. And then, she, and then she hugs him. Like, right, they um, cuddle pretty much, and then they get up, and Dexter's like, yeah, no, nothing's going on. Rita shows up, and they're about to do it and then all of a sudden the, the answer machine goes off and it turns out hey man, hey Dexter had a great it was Lila I had a great time over the weekend and all that good stuff and Rita's like so Rita leaves so Dexter's like he's he's never been in a relationship before before Rita so he has no idea how to what to do and that what he did was wrong or whatever um so something happens and that leads Dexter you know like he gets angry with Lila and then he, then he has sex with her so two of them are a couple and Lila's just effed up in the head. Um, so there was, there was that. So Lila's so control, she's very controlling and all that good stuff. Um, and all along the way before all this went to hell between Rita and Dexter, Rita's mom shows up and Rita's mom is not, she doesn't trust Dexter because the mom is being very controlling. She's being like that. And then, so Dexter's had dad issues Rita's got mom issues, so I think essentially the two of them are perfect. Um, so anyway, like Dexter's with Lila until, and then T Dexter figures out Lila's not good for him, so he, he ends up ditching her for in a, for a little bit. Sorry if I'm just <laughs> summarizing here because it's a it's a lot to take in for these the season. So anyway, well, um, it's just a recap anyway. Yeah, so yeah. You know. Anyway, Dexter. Um. So then with to get Dokes off his back and to get the Bay Harbor Butcher idea off of him he did like he uh he does a lot of like he destroys so essentially that he finds a new dumping area that leads to the atlantic ocean he falsifies records he destroys evidence he contaminates refrigerated remains to throw off the trail um so lundy the guy that they special agent lundy they got in there he's uh um he he, he picks he, he narrows down a subject to people in miami with police training so, um, and then, um, so after a while, Dexter finally gets rid of his guilt of Brian and returns to killing. Um, so, and then he finds out his mom was a CI and then Harry had sex, like had an affair with the CI. So Laura Moser. So we'll 
that'll be picking up a little bit in season three. Anyway, um, because I think he finds out might have been either season two that uh, Harry killed himself. Um, so he so so he Dexter is really afraid that he caused his dad to die, um, or he killed himself. So um, right, anyway, that's because uh, yeah. yeah, because at that time Harry walked in on Dexter whenever he was killing somebody. Yeah. And he didn't realize that what he's what he did. So he, now he's so in the repercussions of what he trained Dexter to do. Because that was his first time ever witnessing his son killing somebody. Yeah. And that what's led probably to him killing himself. And Dexter's having a hard time over that guilt and shame over that. Yeah. Um, Deb doesn't know. Um, Deb like Deb doesn't know that. Um, so anyway, back to Dokes. Dokes is really confident of Dexter and he and he and he, and he confronts them and in the police station. Dexter then headbutts Dokes and then Dexter's walking out. Dokes tackles him and Dexter makes sure that he lands his head on the side of his desk, which leads in front of everybody, which leads inside the Dex to everybody's side with Dexter and that Dokes is out of control. So Dokes gets suspended. Um, so because of Dokes getting suspended. Dokes does the next best thing. He breaks into Dexter's apartment and he steals blood samples. So they, so, and Dokes being the idiot, he keeps the blood slides in the back of his trunk. And because Dokes is not supposed to go anywhere, they find that they find the slides in Dokes's trunk, which leads everybody to believe Dokes is the butcher and Dexter isn't. So, um, so LaGuardia, She's annoying in this one too. Pretty much every season, Luke Gord is in. She's annoying. Um, that's just our personal opinion. If you like Luke Gord, that's great. She doesn't do it for me. She's just annoying. She's just she's just constant. Like she she decides more with her career than anybody else. So if she throws you under the bus for her career, she'll easily do it in a heartbeat. That's what she did to James Stokes. So anyway, Lagorda clearly having a relationship with Dokes. Okay, um, so clearly having a relationship with Dokes because they kind of have history. Lagorda is like, nope, Dokes is innocent. I am not believing any one of you. However, Lundy, who actually, um, okay, so back to Deb. Lundy's in a relationship with Deb because, of course, because Deb needs to have a, they need to have Deb with a relationship because, of course, we need to have we need we need stories. So we need Deb to have problems with her relationship. Um, Lundy doesn't believe uh, Lagorda because of kind of like conflict of interest. Um, so and then and then eventually he finds Lila sets him up at the uh, this guy attacked him. It turns out Lila's the one that really set up the whole uh, staging at the bowling alley. So um, so he, Dexter's tracking this guy. Um, Jimenez back to this um, secluded can uh, cabin. Um, that's when Dokes finds, uh, he finds Dexter. He goes, he de he's like, you're the Bay Harbor butcher. Two of them fight. He ends up locking Dokes, Dokes in a cage. Dokes trying to get in Dexter's head. Yada, yada, yada. Um, so, and then Lila, like, like Lila, like Dexter's trying to get rekindle his relationship with, um, Rita. Lila doesn't like it. So Lila's trying to backstab Batista into tricking Dexter to do it. If not, Lila fakes a, I've been raped situation just to get Angel to like, just to get Dexter to be back on it. And then um, once Lila tracks Dexter down, she sees him with Rita. Lila finds a GPS in his car leads to Lila finding the, the cabin where Dokes is in there. 
he uh she she's like oh you poor thing and Dex is like i'm all right i'm not talking about you i'm talking about dexter lila sets the cabin on fire so dokes dies he blows up and dexter's not happy with that he finds that out he's trying to track lila he's like hey lila we're going we're going away and then lila figures out that he's not going away and um so lila kidnaps aster and cody Dexter, and then this was a pretty cool sequence where Dexter, like, bust, like, where it was on fire. I thought the whole fire sequence was really cool. Dexter, you think he was going to die. He doesn't, and Deb shows up because Deb's kind of playing, should I, should I go to the airport with Lundy or should I stay here? Luckily, he, she decides to do the right thing and stay there in Miami um, and help Dexter out. And then, um, and then the, in the next image, you see, uh, you see, De- you see Lila in London. She's like she's celebrating, like yeah, I'm a lot, I'm, I'm I'm away. And then she finds a postcard, greetings from Miami. And then what do you know? You see Dexter show up, get him and like stab, like, inject her, stab her. He's like, I only got to make this quick. I can't make this satisfying because I gotta bring I gotta bring your body back to Miami. And then it ends with Rita and the kids and Dexter running around. Sorry, I think that was the longest season two. I think I got everything. Hopefully. Um, if I forget well, anything, let me know in the chat. <laughs> well, there's one little small... It's a small thing, but it's the part where, of course, Dexter winds up making love to Rita inside the bed. Oh, yeah. And Cody and Astro walks in and everything. And, of course, Dexter's underneath the sheets, hiding from them, pretending that he's not there because they were going to wait till later on to let yeah. them know that they were back together. But, oops. And yeah. so, basically, what winds up happening is they wind up getting back together again. They walk yeah. back outside the door after they wind up uh, walking in on them. They make yeah. love again, and then it cuts yeah. over into season three. Yeah, and Lila, yeah. Like, like a little quick thing about Lila, she loves fire. She set her apartment yeah. on fire to get Dexter back, but that's all you need to know, Lila. She's dead. Yeah. Moving on season three. Right. Now that we're all caught up, like Deadpool would say, let me go on ahead and uh, tell you guys something about John Mudgett's book. John Mudgett's book is called Crazy Is As Crazy Does, A Life of a Serial Killer. And this book is very entertaining from the concept that I read and the synopsis that I read. And I like the concept of a person that is in 1955 who happens to be a serial killer. He runs into other people of the 1955 era like Ted Bundy. You have the lead singer of The Doors that shows up. You have other people within the era of the 1955 and then of course John Goodman is actually the character name of of the uh, serial killer. Matter of fact, he's actually going to be shot in first person view. So basically when you're reading this book he's in first person. You don't even know what he looks like or anything like that. And that's one of the aspects that I like is the fact that they didn't he doesn't throw in what the guy looks like. So you can use your imagination of what this guy looks like into the mind of John Goodman. So go on and check out Crazy As This Crazy Does on Amazon. You can find that book by clicking on the link below if you're interested in finding John H. Mudgett's book. And a matter of fact, he actually won a, an award for it. And go on ahead and check that out whenever you can. So but further ado, let's go on ahead and get into season three. Now that we did all our recaps and all that good stuff, let's do this. So basically, like I said, at the very beginning, uh, very ending, the ending of season two, Rhea and Dexter has been making love a lot, like more than uh, the notebook. <laughs> so basically what winds up happening is this. She winds up having 
uh, some urges for chocolate. She's been craving some chocolate and stuff like that. Doing And also, too, her hormones are all over the place as well. And, of course, she goes, wait, I've done this before. I feel like I've done this before. And then she's like, I'm pregnant. And Dexter's like, oh, crap. Because <laughs> he has no idea about how to take care of a kid. He's just now getting over to the fact that he's in a relationship and knows how to handle a relationship because, you know, Harry taught him the code of trying to fit in and everybody doesn't want to be alone. And that, and also, too, he never taught him how to handle a relationship. And now that he has that handled, now he's tossed into the fact that he's having a kid. And Dexter is scared uh, and everything because he doesn't realize what he's having to sacrifice to be a father. Doesn't know what to do as a father. Doesn't have any idea what he's getting himself into. And to me, a matter of fact, even Harry winds up pointing that out later on in the show. He goes, look, there's a lot of responsibility whenever you have a kid. Whenever You can't go missing all hours of the night. You can't choose if you're going to kill somebody or not and be there for a kid. It's a whole lot harder on that level than what you think. There's a lot more complexity when it comes down to that. And think about the responsibilities of it. And then Rita, of course, you know, she's trying to figure out what Dexter actually wants. Does he want to keep the baby? What's going on with him? And things like that. And I like how it has that realness to it. It's not that cheesiness of, of the fact that, you know... Th in most Lifetime movies, the guy's quick enough to actually jump in and everything and be the hero. It gets you with real-life situations and what somebody would actually think and on both parties uh, and everything. And then Rita tells Dexter that she's deciding that she's going to keep the baby. She's raised. She's been a single mother so far. Asher and Cody even thinks that she's great at it and stuff like that. And so Dexter's having this whole entire deal where it's like, He's half in, but half out. Like, he doesn't know how to actually handle this and everything. So I definitely like that aspect to it. And then, of course, you know, this also leads into him stalking a murderous drug dealer named Freebo. And Dexter st stumbles upon a fight between Freebo and another man whom has to who has been forced to kill he forced to kill Freebo in self-defense because of the fact this other guy and him were actually fighting. And so it happens to be this Freebo gone in the way of, and everything of his kill. So Dexter winds up killing Freebo on an accident. And then also, too, we also see another scene where, of course, Dexter's in the dentist office getting a, a crown done. And, of course, his crown winds up getting knocked out of his mouth and it falls on the floor. And so at that point in time, this, you know, Dexter has to go in and get uh, has to leave Freebo's place in time before the cops show up or anything like that. So he winds up leaving in a hurry. Also too, before that, uh, there's also a little kid that he's, he's also looking for Freebo and things like that too, where there's a kid at the front door and he's looking for drugs. Am I right, Charlie? Am I telling that part right on that part? Or is that later yeah. on? No, no, you're right. Because he, he finds where Freebo's office is. He takes out some Oreos and, he's yeah. like, and he starts licking the creams like, I'm looking for Freebo, man. He's trying to act like a drug addict. Which right. I thought it was Derek. He's like, hey man, I'm looking for Freebo. Do you know where he is? And he's like, he's like, he's like, he's got like an itch. He's like an urge for drugs. And it's hysterical. It's and then the kid's like, what did you do? Look him up on Google. 
And so I, I like how he crunches up his body, how Dexter's mm -hmm. able to do different types of body movements with his body to give that indication mm -hmm. that he is a drug addict, even yeah. though he's not. And he goes, hey, is Freebo there? I heard he's got some good stuff. He starts licking <laughs> the Oreo, and the kids are over there laughing. And he goes, "With well, man, get get out of here. Just come on. I want to hit. Get, yeah. Give me a little. I know, I know I know he's got the good stuff. Just man, what's to do? Look him up on Google. So after a while, the kid lets him in. He winds up scoping out Freebo's place, and then of course, after he does that, then it's then uh, that same night that and everything when he decides he's going to try and kill Freebo, and that's whenever he gets into the altercation with Freebo on an accident and everything, and killing him on an accident and everything. Yeah. So it then was I'll it's oh uh, yeah sorry. No, go on ahead. Okay. Uh, actually, the guy that he he because like, he goes in the house and he sees a confrontation. It's Freebo and this other guy. Yeah. Freebo gets away. The other guy, his name is Oscar. Yeah, I'll reveal Oscar. the last name in a second. He uh he sees Dexter and Dexter's like oh shit. So Dexter is self defense. He stabs the guy Oscar, and then he and then and because I think because Oscar knocks out like you had mentioned yeah. knocks out his crown on his tooth. So Dexter has to leave the place, and then he finds out like once he gets back what's going on here. That's the assistant director. That's Miguel Prado, and Dexter's like, oh shit. He Dexter killed Oscar by mistake because he meant to kill Freebo, and Freebo got away. So Dexter's like. Uh, what am I supposed to do? Like, in a sense, his head is like kind of him acting like he's on drugs. I need some Freebo, man. Like, <laughs> like he's like, so he's covering it up. He's trying to, he's trying to cover up the sequence to make sure that Freebo was, uh, Freebo killed Oscar in self-defense. So then, and then, um, he, he, um, he encounters Miguel, Miguel yeah. Prado played by Jimmy Smith's, who I think was oh. actually really good in this, like in this, in this, this season. I'm not that's something really different character. To be honest with you, dude, that's what I wanted to talk about with Jimmy Smith's performance in Dexter. Mm -hmm. He was just awesome, and don't get me wrong, he was also awesome in Sons of Anarchy in the last two, a couple of seasons and everything too. I mm -hmm. thought he did a really good job at playing a pimp and everything in Los Angeles and things like that with Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, but man, he played this role to a T. Though it just shows mm -hmm. you the level and complexity of Jimmy Smith's character because he had to go ahead and pretend that he's this big, huge rock star DA or not a defense attorney or anything like that. But yeah. I know that he was actually going to be a, you know, uh, be one at one point or another, but he's this big politician basically. Yeah. And he's the rock star and yeah. he plays that so well, especially when mm -hmm. he comes in and he owns the place. You can tell that his presence actually owns the place and all the cops are just gun ho after him and yeah. don't get me wrong Legretta is always about, about, about politics and things like that so it's no surprise that you find out in this episode that she's uh, po um politically connected with him as well and they have a past together because look she played politics in the first two seasons so why not play politics in the third season so, yeah but going ahead, I'll let yeah. you. Uh, She's also romantically involved with him in the past, and all you gotta know, Laguardia is annoying in this one. We're not gonna focus on her. Like maybe towards the end, we'll focus on her because it has something to do with the plot. But she's annoying in this one. Laguardia has had a relationship with Jimmy Smith. We're just gonna leave it there for a while. Um. So anyway, 
Miguel becomes starts uh, tries to like, see Dexter. He's trying, he wants his analysis. Two of them start becoming friends. And then one night when Dexter finds Freebo, Dexter kills him. And what do you know? Miguel, Miguel is still in that area too. Witnesses Dexter. Dexter's like, yeah, I was here to find him. He, I, I did it in self defense. And Miguel's like, thank you. Like he thanked Dexter. Mm. So, and then he wipe supposedly wipes the blood on a shirt, which we know later on that's BS. Right. He's trying, he's trying to buy Dexter's trust so he can betray him or vice versa. Anyway, so, but yeah. also too. Freebo at that time, though, too, everybody thought he was out on the run and didn't know where he was at. Not only that, but also, too, uh, there was also a dead hooker that was actually related to uh, Freebo and everything yeah. because of the fact that they were boyfriend and girlfriend. Mm -hmm. So you had that relation to that and also led over to Miguel checking out the ex-girlfriend's place. Mm -hmm. And it's also raining at that moment, though, too. Yeah. And Dexter's like, look, I have to make this in a rush. Usually I have something sentimental to say, but, you know, yeah. I'm just going to have to do the best I can. Yeah. He quickly goes on ahead, does the little scar incision that he mm -hmm. always does with the scalpel, and yeah. then he puts it in the slide like he normally does with the blood. Yeah. And then he goes outside because he hears a car pull up and it's Miguel. Miguel yeah. looks at him and goes, Dexter? Yeah. And he was about to shoot him. So uh, so both of them were around the right place. This one just got there sooner. And uh, so Freebo's former girlfriend was killed and part of her skin was cut off. Which leads to, of course, another serial killer. Because that seems to be the trend here in the show. Every season there's some sort of demented killer. This one's called the Skinner, and yeah, that, that was that. So they do that, and there's a new cop involved, Joey Joey Quinn, and Deb keeps getting and Deb's like Deb starts starts the season. No men, no cigarettes, no 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 alcohol. Yeah, it goes out the window really fast. Um, so and she Joey, gets, right? Yeah, and let's yeah, just describe yeah. Joey's character real quick, though, too. Yeah, because so that way we can just set it up with everybody who's listening. Joey okay. is pretty much this guy who is pretty much, if you think about it, like a Miami Vice kind of cop, if you think about it from the t '80s TV show, kind of yeah. in a sense, where he's basically a douche, douchey kind of cop, but he also plays by the rules at the same time. Only yeah. when it comes down to his, whenever it comes down to other cops' lives, he plays mm -hmm. by the rules. But when it comes down to his life and his own personal gain, he has his own motives, it's okay. But when it comes down to other cops and their lives and stuff, it's totally different. You'll find out in a few minutes what we're talking yeah. about, especially with the CI. Yeah. Um, and then I, I, I the scene, the outfits he's wearing, he's kind of a let, oh, he's kind of like a dumbed-down version of Mike Lowry from Bad Boys in terms of the outfits. Cause he's wearing the, he's wearing the Rolex and he's got, mm. he's always in the money. Like he's got some sort of money and we don't know. So anyway, thank you for the analogy because I wasn't sure how to yeah. actually categorize them with some of uh, the characters yeah. relatable. Um, so Mike Larry would actually be perfect. Yeah. yeah. Cause he's, he's uh, Mike Lowry's actually likable. Quinn. He has, his moments. he has his moments, but anyway, Debs gets bombarded with this Asian girl. She's, she works for internal affairs 
And, keeps, and Vice, yeah. And Vice. She keeps annoying Deb, showing up randomly at these areas, and acting like like she's her friend. And Deb's like, what the fuck are you doing here, bitch? So essentially, <laughs> that's essentially what she says. Like, literally, everything, she, she's like parking the car. It's like, hey, you look like you can use some friends. And Deb's like so annoyed with her. It's like, I told you to back off. Leave me alone. I'm surprised Deb didn't like, like sue her for harassment. Because that's literally what she was doing. And it's like it's kind of like hurts the case, and so she's a that she's trying she was she's investigating Joey Quinn because of something he must have did in the past, even because and then Joey tells Deb, oh yeah, oh and Deb like she's like, all right, well you're wearing a wire, or I'm gonna tell everybody in the police department you're you're my best friend because you're a rat, and it's like is that really how you're gonna answer these problems? I thought that sequ- that whole portion was annoying. I was really tempted just to fast forward for it because there was nothing, no, clearly nothing we got gained from it. Nothing happened in it. Nothing big happened. Eventually, she just went away. Too bad Dexter didn't kill her. I was hoping for that. Um, so that was that was a whole pointless. And then so anyway, they're trying to get information, and Joey's like, "Here, I know this CI. Um, he's not really CI, but you'll find that you you can find that on the later in the in the episodes, like later on. And it's funny." Because the CI is played by um, John Diggle from Arrow, which I thought, I thought was... That, okay, I knew I knew he was familiar. Yeah. And I was like, there's something familiar about this dude, right? And I'm like, yeah. what is going on here? What is so... This, okay. Yeah. This was before <laughs> Arrow. I believe it was four years later he did Arrow. And I was joking, he's saying that if he's if he got captured, I was about to Albert Queen's gonna show up. You have failed Miami, and he's, he's like, You have failed this city, you have failed Miami. And then, so anyway, Anton and Deb's questioning him, and Anton's like, Oh, playing like, oh, playing the hard to get kind of a guy, like, I don't know anything. You can kind of see where this is going, of course. Deb's talking to CI because you know. Deb's gonna sleep with him because <laughs> that's that, that's pretty much it. Anytime Deb sees somebody she likes, she's he, she's sleeping with him and she's thinking with her. She's not really thinking. She's doing it, and then it, I know it, what it, you're gonna say. <laughs> yeah, because you always say he's thinking with other parts. Now you're gonna throw in she's thinking with her vagina, but you know. Uh, actually, no, I didn't say that. I wasn't going to. I was just thinking Deb. Deb doesn't think clearly when her when mm-hmm. her, that's why her relationships don't last. And it's like, mm, so, okay, I gotcha. Yeah, her, her relationships don't last because anytime she thinks she likes a guy, she she has trust mm. issues. It's, an, it's on impulse though, too. Yeah, and but I mean that, that that's that's just how complex Deb's character is. She cusses. Well, not really complex. It's pretty simplistic. She curses. She sleeps. She eats. She drinks, and she smokes. That's pretty much it. And she and she likes saying um like busting balls with her brother. That's pretty much, that's Deb in a nutshell. I mean, it's just that. But, so anyway, she sleeps with Anton. Turns out he, like, and then parents of Joey lied to him, saying that he was, like, he, he was he was about to, get, he was about to arrest him, but he's like, I don't want to file out no paperwork. Like, so he's on the books. So they use him as bait to get the Skinner. Um, and then Anton gets captured. I, Deb saves but- him. Right, um, but before all that happens, though, yeah. too, there's a lot of other meat that we need to get yeah. to, though, too. Yeah. But, you know, but he, at first, I'm just going to mention this one small thing, is the fact that Deb didn't even want to use him as bait in the first place. 
It's just that all the other people are saying, even Joe, uh, Joey was saying, you need to use them as bait. And she didn't want to do it because she was in love with the dude and everything. And she and he goes, what, you have feelings for him? And of course, you know, she can't actually say it, but she does. And so anyways, uh, backtracking just a little bit, we wind up seeing the closeness that Miguel is trying to do with Dexter and everything because Dexter doesn't trust a lot of people. The last male friend that he had supposedly is his brother and look how well that happened. So no wonder why Dexter doesn't want to get uh, close to anyone or anything like that is because he trusted somebody and because he trusted someone and let his guard down the first time, he even owns up to that in the season, it, it winded up backstabbing. It winds up, uh, totally backstabbing him in the first place. So he has a hard time trusting Miguel. Miguel wants in on his life. He he just wants, at first you're thinking that he has the right intentions for Dexter, especially when they share that moment with the blood on his on Miguel's shirt and that he wants to go ahead and cover it up and wants to try and pin it on this other guy who gets away with different various crimes and everything. And come to find out, he's also has it out for this girl named, this other lawyer named Ellen, who supposedly lets other criminals walk and therefore, he puts on a good show. Miguel puts on a damn good show when it comes down to the interrogations. And then we, we see that play out in front of Dexter. And, you know, I just can imagine where, without Dexter being there and it's just LaGretta and him and the lawyer. Because you see what's going on here? She's just going to let this other one walk on by and everything. Acting like nothing's even going to happen. And everything. Another uh, scapegoat. Another person gets let go. And everything. But Miguel plays that to a T. Jimmy Smith does a good job with that. And then, of course, he goes to Freebo's, uh, not Freebo's, um, Oscar's funeral. And basically, you know, he Dexter was actually hesitant about even going to the funeral and everything. And this is what uh, Miguel says. He goes, man, you're going to see life at our funeral, at this funeral. You're going to see what family is actually going to be. It's like Vin Diesel showing Paul Walker what family is, but it's Miguel's side of the family, which is a lot more violent, though, because you have the other brother. What's the other brother's name, Charlie? Um, Ramon. Ramon is this guy who's just on edge 24-7. He drinks. He's an adrenaline junkie, pretty much. He goes on his first instincts rather than go ahead and questioning anything. He's also another one that thinks on emotion and also also on um, impulse rather than, than ask questions. He'll kick your ass first and then ask questions later kind of guy, kind of cop that he is, which gets him in trouble. Uh, but, you know, another thing, though, too, is Miguel takes Dexter under his wing and everything goes, look, I just want to say thank you for doing everything that you did for me because I did what you, you did, what I couldn't do, which was venge my brother's death. And because you venge my brother's death, now you are my brother. And so Dexter's thinking to himself though, too, because I had a brother that didn't work out so well. And then of course he winds up seeing Oscar laying there in the, laying there in the coffin and everything. And, the th and you can definitely tell that Dexter doesn't know quite what to do or quite what to say. He has no emotion to him because he doesn't know how to feel at a funeral. So when this guy comes up to him, randomly comes up to him, he goes, so you were, so you were close. Yeah, we, we were real close. And he acts like he has some pain, but there's nothing there. It's just real dry eye basically, but still, I thought that scene worked very well. Yeah. Um, 
So like so the other parts like we're going that one that we're sorry we're jumping over the place. So um oh, it's fine. The relationship between Rita and Dexter. De um there's a part in the thing where Dexter shows up and everybody's like they they announced the Aster and Cody, she's pregnant. Um your mom Rita's pregnant again. She's like, Why aren't you and you're two not married? So this one Aster Esther starts becoming a teenage. She starts growing up to be a teenager. She starts being like a classic teenager, like moves. Overdramatic. She's, she's overdramatic. Yeah, pretty much like that. And then she's like very rude. Um, so apparently not only are Miguel and Dexter becoming friends, Miguel's wife, like Sylvia, becomes best friends with Rita. Um, so anyway, um, so De and then so Dexter's like does a fake proposal in a sense, and Rita's not happy at Rita's just all over the place because of right. hormones and stuff and this one. So, and then, well, so, well, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, man. I don't mean to interrupt no, you, you're good. but you know, it wasn't so much as a fake uh, proposal. It's just the fact that Cody and Astra was the one who goes, so are you guys going to get married? And Dexter's like, yeah, uh, we are. Cause that's what we do. <laughs> but, and then he goes, so how do you feel about marriage? Do you want to get married? And that was basically him proposing because the guy does not know how to propose. <laughs> no. And then he's asking Deb for advice and Deb's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like so they, they go to a ring store. Dexter does the real thing. And he proposes to Rita after Rita's having his like mental breakdown, like about the waffle situation. Yeah. The waffle and situation made me laugh. She was, she was going total bitch mode on everybody in this one. And I was like, damn like it, it's a, like Dexter's like what did I do all right, all right I'll see you later I'm gonna work and then so like and then so there's various times and then um like Miguel has Dexter track this guy that's like I think you mentioned it briefly so Dexter goes off the grid to track this guy on a boat and that's when Rita has a medical issue and Dexter's mm -hmm. not there and that so that's when Dexter's like hey I want I want this I want my son with this and Harry's been in, he's in it a lot more in this one via like visions and stuff. Pretty much telling Dexter, What do you think you're doing? You're not supposed to be telling Miguel how to do this. So he's teaching him some stuff from the code. He's not telling him the whole code. But so they're going to apartment store shopping. And, and then, <laughs> yeah, um, he and said, then, Think of it as serial killers for dummies. Pretty much. Um, so Dexter's trying to get Miguel to like, to help, like, trying to like, get Miguel to stay off of killing. He does, he's trying to lead him to not do it. So they're trying to get this guy in the casino or whatever. Um, they, they get him, but Miguel's the one that kills him. So Miguel gets the edge like, Oh yeah, that's my fix. I need to kill. I need to kill more. Um, so along the way, the cops are still looking for Freebo. Dexter and Miguel are the only ones that know what really the true things are, uh, happen to Freebo. They, they, then there's a port where Ramon is going to be their point of contact from the sheriff's department. He's going to work with the cops. And then like he's working with the cops until the cops figure out the real cops. And Masuka, Masuka has an identity crisis. Little thing is not really worth mentioning. Um, really, but it's no. funny, though, in a sense, though. I mean, basically, he winds up meeting this girl that wrote his article and everything. Mm-hmm. Because remember, that was a big deal for him, that he yeah. got published in, in this magazine, and this girl shows up, and he's expecting this dorky, geeky girl, yeah. and it turns out to be this good-looking girl, and yeah. then he make, it does a background check, makes Angel do a background check on him. I think that's on later on. I think she, the girl that he hires is the one that actually did the bachelor party, 
She yeah. was the one that Quinn gave him. I was talking about the, I think nobody, Misuka goes off on the, the his friends. Oh, yeah. Yeah, friend yeah. Because they never showed up. They didn't give it, they didn't care about him. And, and then Quinn throws out the magazine. And then that's when everybody teams up against Ramon and say, Masuka's the best guy there. That, that has, this has nothing to do with the, the, the Skinner. You're just here just because Ramon's all pissed off at the cops for not doing their jobs. You guys are sitting and he's like, you're sitting on your fucking asses, not doing a, a, doing a thing. To the point, like, they get Ramon fired from his job as a sheriff or a cop or whatever he works. I don't know. It's it's timeline's too confusing. Anyway, um, so Masuka, who's used to, he now he's all dressed and all fancy. He used to start doing his fancy. He's not doing more anymore that because he's always doing sex jokes like all the time. Then he cleans it up, and then and then everybody's like, "Dude, what the hell's wrong with you?" So they kind of like, "Oh, now you want my like want my sex craze stuff." Um, so they so Ramon's out of the question. So anyway, that because the cop like so that's the whole freebo situation. Back to McWell. Miguel kills somebody. Now he gets the edge. Now he wants Dexter. To, all right, we we need to kill uh kill the uh, the 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 the, uh, the prosecutor that's been letting people lose, Elaine Wolf, and Ellen Wolf, and then um so Dexter's like, no, we don't kill innocent people. But come on, Dexter, like he's like trying to force, like, well, fuck you then, like pretty much. He just right. drops it, and Dexter's like, you know what, I'm out of here. Um, and because then, look. Another thing that you have to admit, though, to this, Charlie, though, if you, whenever they're having that confrontation at the at uh, lunch and everything, Dexter's trying to explain to him that there's a lot more into planning mm-hmm. than what we have to do. It's all going to get linked back to you. This is not a good idea. He's explaining it to him, and that's when he mm-hmm. pretty much says "after you." But if you look at the hands, the body language of Miguel, his hands are moving. Mm-hmm. And they're you, it's aggression. You can yeah. tell it's aggression. It's not passive aggressive or anything like that. It's right there out in the open on how aggressive he is and how violent mm-hmm. Miguel is. And also, too, Miguel also used the excuse of the reason why he wants to kill someone is because he wants to feel in control, makes wants to feel like he's in control again of his life. Because the last time that he was felt the uh, control of things was when he pushed his drunk father down the stairs. And to save his uh, brother. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, so yeah. Sorry. So then, then Dexter's really seeing like, oh shit, I created a monster. And and he's like, and then all the various times he's talking to Harry, he's like, go on, Dad, tell me so much. No, you tried to make friends, and I can I commend that because we're not supposed you're not supposed to have friends. And he's trying to commend him for that. Um. So anyway, I forgot to mention Angels. Uh, now uh, now uh, Sergeant, he he got promoted to Sergeant. Um, he had a fling with a cop. Well, it was a cop that was uh, part of Vice who winds yeah. up being a prostitute that Angel winds up uh, getting busted up from. Yeah. And she goes, uh, Angel Batista. She goes, yeah. He goes, get out. And so she get he gets out of the room, out of out of the hotel room and everything. And then of course, you know, the next day and everything, he's worried that he's going to get fired. Yeah. Yeah, and luckily he doesn't. Um, he just says, "I'm I've been lonely. I I always care about my little girl." Um, that so, not really much mentioned on that one. That's just it's just any at the end. It's like we'll get to that in a sec. So anyway, um, the night that after Dexter gets back home, he finds like he like then he sees the image of Miguel going to Elaine Wolf's house, which like Ellen Wolf's house, which 
LaGuardia has a relationship and I, in a sense, or a friendship with. I don't know. I don't care. I don't care it's about. It's odd seeing them cook together, though. It is. That was odd. Um. So anyway, Elaine's dead. Dexter finds out about it. And he goes to the. He gets to the location where he tells Miguel, "Oh yeah, I bury my body. Just wait for a funeral. I bury the body right before the funeral happens, so the body will be on top, like underneath a casket or whatever." So Dexter finds it. And then, and then he's like, you know what? Miguel did this against Matt. He's lied to me. F him. I'm, 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 I'm going to teach him a lesson by reporting this to the cops. And then, and then Miguel is like saying some stuff. And then it turns out Dexter finds out he was lying because Rita said the same stuff that Miguel told him. And then all there's over a the place. It's all over the place. So it's not really, it's not worth mentioning anymore. Well, but. Also, too, Miguel was also lying to his wife. His wife's thinking that he's she's having an affair yeah. and everything whenever he's not having an affair. Then, of course, Dexter winds up going. This is also what causes the whole ward, though, too. Yeah. Between them, this whole feud is because Dexter goes into Miguel's house and mm -hmm. he's looking for a trophy. Because we've seen where basically Miguel was obsessed with rings, with some type of souvenir, especially with when we did that first guy in the uh, in the casino. He wanted the ring. Dexter told him no, no, that cannot be done because that could be linked back to you. Mm -hmm. And so he takes Helen Wolf's uh, ring as a souvenir and everything. But you know, I'm gonna let you continue. I'm sorry. Yeah. sorry. So no, you're good. No worries. So he, okay. he he Dexter finds the ring, and so a lot of times Rita is always asking questions like like is he having an affair with Laguerta? And then at, at one point it gets to to the point like look like like Miguel is with at Laguerta's area. Uh, Batista asks Dexter to do something, and then all of a sudden Laguerta Laguerta's busting Dexter's balls for no reason because she's a hard ass. And then, so Dexter shows up right before Miguel and Laguerta are about to get it on. He shows up. And he goes, "Oh, sorry, detective. I like I, I want to like like I I like I want lieutenant. I want to say I'm sorry for this." So he, Dexter plays cop block, <laughs> blocker to Laguerta, and luckily, and then that's when all things go to hell. So Dexter leaves, and then Sylvia shows up and sees Laguerta there. And then there's one of the um one of the guys that they fought he Laguerta fought killed uh Ellen says oh yeah this guy had a really uh, he's like this douchebag that was in an SUV kind of car it was black and he had these holo lights and Laguerta like blind gets blinded by it. and then she starts to picture up that Miguel isn't who he says he is and he he was the one that really killed Ellen but she doesn't know that for sure um and then so. We kind of go. We gotta go back to the whole Skinner situation. So Anton gets yeah. captured by the Skinner. Deb, Deb is such like she's very stricken. Like I'm getting my badge. I'm getting that. So she finds out the Skinner literally not only skins people but skins trees. So they find out it's one of those yeah. tree colors. Because remember what Deb said when she was doing getting the pictures together. Because all this fucking time. We've been looking to the ground. When, and at this moment, she sounds like she's from someone from the 60s. It's like she spoke That's a weed. Theory. It's like all this time we've been we've been looking to the ground when really, bruh, we should be looking to the sky. <laughs> but that's what it feels like to me. It's like 1950s. And like, what are you talking about all this time that we should have been looking to this uh, to the sky? Turns out 
he's a trimmer. He's a uh, pine tree trimmer mm -hmm. and everything. So that all, and also too, his way of leading, leaving his trademark is leaving the, uh, the skin uh, trees on the ground, the limbs on the ground to mm -hmm. signify what house that he hit. So yeah. each house that they've been at, even though we don't, here's the thing. I've noticed after watching this and everything with the whole, because when you first watch it, you don't realize it. But there's actually dead trees that he actually trimmed down and everything. That's part of that uh, pine tree. So that's actually a palm tree. It was a palm tree uh, mm -hmm. trimmer. So that's actually pretty cool that they actually did that, where each house that he actually would hit, those leftovers of the palm tree is actually on the ground. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, he, he they wound up finding out that this guy is actually the Skinner. And everything, and then of course they decide that they're going to try and get the CI to be the uh, bait. Left, yeah, for bait and everything. Which you know you can definitely tell Deb didn't want to do it, but she had no choice but to do it because mm -hmm. Joe pretty much put made her do it. Yeah, but I'm gonna let you go on and continue. So the Skinner kills a lot of people, including the kid that we talked about earlier that, that like that worked with Freebo because the Skinner really wanted the money from Freebo. So that, so the Skinner has been looking. So they interrogate this one guy and he's very scared of this guy named George. His name is George Washington something. And I thought it was so funny that his name is George Washington because George Washington, the president actually cut down trees. So I thought this was kind of a, I didn't pick up on it until just recently. Like, oh my god, what a really hilarious coincidence that both of them cut down trees. So anyway, um, so George, so George is like, oh no, I didn't do anything wrong. Guy looks like a looked like a per from the beginning. So anyway, Anton. So anyway, so his name, like the the Skinner is George Washington. I forgot his last name, but literally, I'm not joking. His middle name is Washington. His name is George Washington. <laughs> Was the Skinner. <laughs> That makes it even fun to be talking about historical. I know. <laughs> right? Yeah, both cut down trees. One was a serial killer. The other one was the president of the United States. Hey, who would have thought we would actually have a John Goodman in a fictional book? And now here we have, that's named after an actor. And now we have George Washington, who happens to be named after a historical figure. Yeah. But, you know, I thought that. He was, to be honest with you, I felt danger in this episode. I felt like anybody could go at any moment. Mm -hmm. To be honest with you, I was scared that, especially with Miguel hiring the Skinner to yeah. kill Dexter, I yeah. was thinking that Rita was going to die or the kids were going to die in this episode, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did too. In this I mean, season, it, I mean. Yeah, this season. Yeah, definitely. Like, it, 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 it definitely had a tension. Like, like so Miguel was like, playing games with Dexter. Dexter like, I ain't fooling around with this. And then, then Miguel tries to blackmail Dexter by mm -hmm. getting records of Deb and his, and the CI. That's not really a CI. Um, so, and then, cause, uh, cause Deb was about to get her, like, cause uh, Batista said, Hey, I'm giving you your detective badge. And he goes, what the, what is this? And Miguel like, is like, has this investigation on you or whatever for like, has the records of your CI or whatever. Um, so, Dexter's like, all right, you know what? I'm done. I'm done fooling around with this guy. So he um he he's he he wants the Skinner to still be out there. So he's trying to plant that the Skinner is the one that killed Miguel. 
Um, all along, Laguerta is finding this out too. He's trying to uh, found out that he killed Ellen. So Dexter's like, like in his head, like anytime Dexter does his thoughts, it's hysterical. And he goes, keep thinking. It's okay. Take your time. I'm going to take care of the job for you. So he, so he gets, he, um, and I think the way he gets Miguel is the cool, is like the best way. He's like, yeah, he tricks. Cause he goes into uh, Miguel's hotel room because Sylvia doesn't buy him anymore and kicks him out. He's in a hotel room. Dexter's like, "Hey, senior, uh, can we? Uh, can you get me in the room? I, I, I lost, I lost my key and I need it cleaned." So he tricks the 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 cleaning lady to get in there for him. He's like, oh, "Okay, I'm good now. Thank you." So he leaves. He sees on the computer that Laguarda showed up because Laguarda he had, he had Dexter um Dexter like Laguarda typed in her code because the ADA has records of everything. Um, well, kind of funny. You know, I thought it was funny that Dexter was playing Halo on his computer. Um, which was a funny game. It was the game when, like, when uh, Dexter's sitting at Miguel's desk. He's he's uh, when he's on this. He's playing Halo, which I thought that was pretty funny. Um, so anyway, that was just a little funny Easter egg for Halo fans. It was a little little swerve. Sort of anyway, he he figures out Laguardia is being targeted. So Miguel shows up at Laguardia's house, plays the answer machine. He's like, "Hey, hey, Laguardia, sorry, it's me, it's Dexter. Um, can you meet me at this uh this diner at eight o'clock?" And then I knew something was going to happen. As soon as Miguel goes to the door, Dexter's right there and injects him in the neck. And you're like, yeah. And then, and then he gets him. And then he's like, and the way like he doesn't stab him like normal. Cause he wants the, 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 he wants the, uh, the Skinner to be involved with this. He chokes him out and man, that's brutal. That was brutal. When you hear the neck snap, I was like, Ooh, Dexter's a lot stronger than he lets on. You're muted, John. Sorry. Another yeah, thing you're... that Dexter does with this, though, he doubles down on the rap. Like, because remember, he actually killed somebody that was just as tall as Jimmy was and had almost close to the same build as him. So when Jimmy wakes up and when Miguel wakes up, he's looking around like, oh, shit, this is about to happen. This is about, like, in the words of Kevin Hart, it's about to go down. <laughs> <laughs> and also too, like I said, he used a lot of rap for Jimmy because of the build that he had, and you could definitely tell that he couldn't move at all compared to some of the other kills that Dexter did. Don't get me wrong, you couldn't move out of the, those kind of things, but this level of plastic was a lot more intense for the scene because of the things that was happening between Miguel and him mm -hmm. and everything. And also like how Miguel tells him, hey, look, we were supposed to be brothers and everything. We were supposed to be friends. Friends forgive each other because we're way past the forgiving level and yeah. just goes on ahead and kills them. And I love the kill. The kill was yeah. so satisfying and everything. Yeah. But McGill was a great uh, character. Mm -hmm. He had a great character arc and everything. I really liked the way they did it. Yeah. Um. So and then again, Deb's having relationship issues again. We don't need to focus on that. It's very on again, off again. And then Dexter's. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Um. Dexter also winds up proposing finally yeah. in the right way. Yeah. And they're all and during all this is happening, he's also planning his wedding. And I'm that's just mentioning the wedding. I'm not mentioning other things that happen within that because that's not no. really that important. No. It's good for a commit comical stuff within the show. So if you guys yeah. want to check that out, I strongly recommend that you check out season three for the comical stuff that happens yeah. with Dexter whenever he's planning his wedding. Because when he plans his wedding, it's not <laughs> Yeah. It, it's in a comical way because of the fact that it's always the bad timing. Yeah. 
So, yeah. So yeah, with that being said, I'm going to let you go on ahead and okay. get into the whole Skinner situation. Okay. So yeah, before Dexter actually kills Miguel, he reveals I killed Oscar. Like, and then he kills him. So it's just that. So Ramon being the hard ass that he is, he's like, he trashes Dexter's apartment. Um, well, before he kills Miguel, I want to get to the bachelor party sequence. I thought that was hysterical. Like they, right when the episode ends, like they capture Dexter and like, oh shit, oh, yeah. Dexter's gone. And then Dexter gets out. He sucker punches Masuko. And everybody's like, ooh. Like Joey's like all into it. Like Joey's like, he's he's like, your brother's very weird. But he was all into Masuko getting sucker punched in the face. So they're at their bachelor party. Um, everybody's getting drunk like that. Even Rita kind of knew about the bachelor party. And she's like, Dexter's like, I didn't do anything bad. And like, she's like, good. And like, and then Dexter's like in my head, I'm like, yeah, I kind of wanted to. <laughs> but um, <laughs> But that bachelor part was that when him getting out of the car because you really thought something was happening. But then I was like, kind of have a feeling it's the bachelor party. Um, and then and he sucker punches Masuka. That was hysterical. And then they all woke up hungover except for Batista because I don't drink. So everybody's hungover. And then and then and then uh, and then Deb like sucker punches like Masuka on the arm. She's like, why the fuck didn't you invite me to the bachelor party? <laughs> 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 why did you invite me to the bachelor party and everybody's like super hungover and then except for batista's like hey we got a job to do um i just have to mention that real quick i thought that was yeah cool. the bachelor party was actually funny i forgot about the bachelor party to be honest with you so i was thinking it was actually the scanner once again because it's been so long since i've seen this show so i'm thinking it's that i'm like oh, okay i forgot about the bachelor party the bachelor party was actually pretty fun to watch then of course Dexter's uh, wanting Deborah now to be uh, the best man, she <laughs> and everything too. And he goes, "Well, I thought." She goes, "Why didn't you ask in the um, first place, jerk bag?" He goes, "Well, I thought that a best man was supposed to be a man." <laughs> but you know, there's that little small comical aspect that I was mentioning and stuff like that. But the bachelor party was funny. I like the fact when uh, Masuka gets punched in the face and everything. Joey's of course laughing. Uh, Batista hasn't drank anything since season one and two because of the re the stuff that happened in season two when it, because Dexter winds up dropping him off at his ex-wife's house whenever he got intoxicated and not realizing that him and his wife are not even married anymore. So therefore now Angel doesn't drink. No. Um, so with the bachelor party out of the way, now back to the Skinner. So <laughs> Ramon is pissed off at Dexter. He's, he destroys his apartment um, he's, he's tracking Dexter while he's got Cody and Aster and Dex, Dexter fought, Dexter fought the guy that's following him was Ramon, but it wasn't, it was the Skinner because Skinner's working with Miguel. Ramon, uh, Ramon shows up at the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the rehearsal dinner and he points a gun out and he pointed a gun with a bunch of cop friends that doesn't do you well. So he gets taken into custody and then Dexter actually has a heart to heart with Ramon and he kind of puts him, puts the demons to rest on him, like um, about Miguel. And it pretty much it reveals um, Ramon was the one that pushed the dad. Um, yeah, Ramon was the one that really pushed the dad. He's the one that did everything. And, and then um, he was trying, he was, he was being the one that was like that. And the brother was taking credit for it. And he's being mm -hmm. the hot shot that he is. So Ramon was really the, 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 the one brother out of the, all the three that was actually the, the smartest one yeah and i actually liked how dexter put it he mm -hmm. had to be the star yeah miguel had to be the star of everything he used that story of what happened uh with his brother protecting him to use it for his front 
for mm-hmm. his political on gain and everything, which is something that I think, of course, what Legretta would do. And mm-hmm. let me just tell you something that I think that's actually funny. Whenever Dexter's actually in Legretta's house, she yeah. has a big old huge picture of her own self with an American flag, and she's in front of the American flag. The only people that does that is conceited people who have who has pictures of themselves and loves themselves enough to have a picture of themselves in a big, huge poster frame. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it makes me think of Mike Larry in a sense, but also, too, at the same time, Mike Larry, I don't think, was that conceited into the whole political thing anyways. He was mm-hmm. about himself, about other things besides political gain. Mm-hmm. But Legretta is also the same level as Miguel in my in my perspective of it when it comes yeah. down to political gain and power. Pretty much, yeah. So, um, so then, um, so after he has the heart to uh, Ramon, Dexter's get like, oh yeah, and Ramon destroys Dexter's suit, like literally, like it was like, oh mm-hmm. come on, the guy's about to get married and he destroyed his suits. So luckily, Dexter got a new suit and he's ready to go and he's going to his car, um, and then he gets knocked out and then, um. Then, uh, and then Deb's finding out, like, uh, I think, like, Deb gets her detective badge after all in the quarters, like, about, did you sleep with the CI? And he goes, yes, and I would do it again. And the quarters, like, here's your badge, because Deb thought she was going to get fired. Um, and another thing, though, too, is I like how Batista goes in first. Yeah. His and, first and is Batista. I'm sleeping with a cop. Hey, look, um, Legretta, yeah, I, I just need to talk to you for a minute. Uh, it was better if you hear from me than anyone else, but I, I was going to sleep with the prostitute, and but I didn't. I don't do that anymore. But it, and it turns out it was a cop. And he goes, why, why are you telling me this? Because I, I figured I needed to come clean just in case of anything. She goes, there's more important things going on right now than me having to worry about where you put your penis and other things. Pretty much. <laughs> and so basically, uh, Adrian goes, <laughs> has like a li- big gasp of breath, and he, and he goes, "Well, I was I was just trying to get my head in the right place and everything. Mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking. I'm done. Just go." And, <laughs> then and after- he also kind of froze Deb under the bus. That so we think. <laughs> right. um, he's like, "Hey, if I'm going down, and taking her with me." And then so they they get this. So the Skinner's still out there. And anyway, and then Deb's trying to get back with Anton. It was very on and off relationship. It was really annoying. As Oliver Queen showed, like. Diggle, you failed the city. I'm sorry, I see this show of bone arrow and just take him out. Anyway, Dexter wakes up and he's um, trapped. He's strapped to a table with the Skinner. And then Dexter's thinking of like, he's talking to his having a heart to heart with his dad. And he goes, I'm not the one crying because he realized I need to live for my son. So then Dexter decides to go and antagonize the antagonize the, the perpetrator. He's getting said, Hey, I killed Freebo. Yeah, I made him squeal. Like he's like he's like saying stuff to get him all pissed off. I'm like, I gotta get my tools. Like I gotta torture him. Dex. Like I think Dexter didn't say that, but I'm surprised he didn't say I made him squeal like a pig. Like I'm surprised it would have made that sequence a little bit more funnier since Dexter's just like he's getting to he's gonna piss you off mode. He's gonna get in your head. He's gonna piss you off and make you do something stupid. Right, and because he he's says, trying to make basically what serial killers in the mind of a serial killer is this. They love control. And mm-hmm. if they don't have that control, they lose their impulse control over that. Mm-hmm. So that's why Dexter's trying to get into his head to make him lose control yeah. and everything too. And also too, whenever the CI does get captured, that was the most painful stop that I ever seen on TV. Whenever yeah. he gets 
uh, when the CI gets caught. Yeah. And you don't know where he's at and everything. That mm -hmm. was painful to watch, to be honest with you, with that torturing. Yeah, I thought but, that was painful. But I don't think it's as painful as seeing your toe back get scorched with fire to burn your tattoo in Sons of Anarchy. I think Sons no, of Anarchy. Not on that level. Not on that level, no. But uh, so, um, and then a little Easter egg before you finish up, um, like before I finish up that sequence. Uh, did John mentioned this earlier to when we we're discussing it about the dip kind of has a foreshadowing moment. Because uh, I think there's like Dexter, Dexter's close friend is dying of cancer. And she was the one that was really that. And then so Deb's like, if I was in that ever in that position, you know, and if you were in the same, I want you to pull like end me, like either shoot me or pull the plug, which is a little bit of foreshadowing into season eight, which we'll get to in a minute. I just figured I'd mention that. And there's like, this season has got quite a bit of foreshadowing later on. So anyway, back to Dexter antagonizing the, the like and making, making the guy his bitch. Um, he uh he tricks him to get his tools, and then this is the scene that was kind of like you kind of feel bad for Dexter. He wicks the table and it crushes his hand, and you hear the crunch of his hand. That was like ooh, that was kind of brutal. Go ahead, John. Yeah, that scene right there was definitely brutal and everything, and also too, you know, it was that that made me uh, really clench up because mm -hmm. I'm actually. Hearing the impact of that, of his hand breaking, and then to let him let his own self go, you know, free. And then, of course, going after Skinner, the way he went after Skinner was mm -hmm. just awesome. But I'm like, you described that scene, but you were right, though. When it comes yeah. down to that scene alone with the sound effects for him breaking his yeah. hand, and him it's just great. And him screaming. Yeah. That's that, that was bloody murder, to yeah. be honest with no. you. So. Dexter gets up and he's saying he's having a fight with the Skinner. Skinner pulls out a knife and you see it and you hear him cut Dexter's hand. You see blood. We'll get to that in a minute. There's some foreshadowing with that later on. So anyway, Dexter, he gets some good. He snaps his neck and you hear the crunch in the neck. And Deb back in the police station figures out where the, this fiend is. So they arrive right when Dexter snaps the neck. We'll talk about a, a close call. And there's going to be a lot of close calls later on as we progress for the show. And then all of a sudden Dexter mm. chucks him and he's all of a sudden, you see the cop car drive up. The body gets thrown right on the street, like right on the ground. You see the cop run over the, run over the body of the Skinner of George Washington. That's yeah, so weird saying. <laughs> <laughs> George died again. <laughs> and Dexter gets, but, Dexter escapes right in the nick of time. My so, question about this, though, right? I do have a question for you. Go ahead. Okay, so to me, it could have been easily... He could have easily done that as self-defense. He didn't really have to escape at the nick mm -hmm. of time. Because if you think about it, it's self-defense. He got kidnapped. Yeah. And also, too, I understand they would actually ask him what would be the motive to kidnap him. But still, you could probably pin that on Miguel. Yeah, because of the <laughs> confrontations that they had, and say, "Hey, look, we had a, a Miguel and I had a confrontation, and everything over a uh, certain French with our friendship and everything, and it caused him to put a hit out on me, mm -hmm. and now that's what happened. That's what's that's one thing that I have maybe a little bit of an issue with, because he could have actually killed the Skinner and also went under self defense." But then, mm -hmm. although they were probably wondering, okay, how did Dexter 
how was Dexter able to do this? Because Dexter's not the type to break anybody's neck. Mm -hmm. But then again, when you're filled with adrenaline, you can do pretty much anything. But that's just my yeah. line of thinking. But, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, so, and then, anyway, um, Dexter, um, he, he gets out, he escapes, and then, like, and then Sylvia shows up back in the Let's Rita now. Dexter's okay. He hurt his hand. He fell up some, he fell down some stairs, which is the, <laughs> the iconic, oh, how'd you break your arm? And you see Dexter in a cast, and then he shows up, not dressed, and he sees the bride, and that's Nona, because it's bad luck. Um, knowing what we know, yeah, it kind of makes sense. Um, but there's also some foreshadowing later on. So anyway, Dexter shows up, says, I'm sorry, I'm okay. Um, I'm that and then um and the then they have the wedding. Yeah, um, and I'll get get into the foreshadowing thing. Okay, yeah, um, they, yeah, they have the wedding, everybody's there, it's all happy for Dexter, everybody's high five on him, and they then they have the dance, and John take it over at the foreshadowing. Okay, so the foreshadowing is this. As he's dancing with his wife, as he's dancing with Rita, there's a drop of blood that winds up going down his arm from him, his arm being uh, badly injured from the fight with Skinner and him breaking his own arm. And so the blood trills down off his arm and onto Rita's dress. And that signifies to me and also to Charlie as well, I believe, that that is basically anything that happens in the next season, someone's going to die, but not only is someone going to die, but because of the things that he does and chooses, each thing has a consequence behind it. It basically the blood is on, on his hands, basically of the repercussions that he has. So, yeah, that's what I'm thinking, though, is this. Um, basically, what winds up happening is, two, the blood is on his hands and on anything that he does within the next season because of this, uh, the events that happens there. And I'm not going to go into spoiler territory for those of you who hasn't seen uh, the fourth season or anything like that. But there is a huge uh, foreshadowing within the fourth season because, mm -hmm. like I said, there's blood on Dexter's hands. Yeah. And it's definitely not for the faint of heart. I will say, if you watch season four, this this kill, it's not for the faint of heart. No. It, 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 this kill is so brutal, it made the cast like, like not well for a few days because this scene is shocking, it's brutal, it's intense, it's like, you, you're, you're, your eyes are going to be like, Glued to the set. Glued, because this hasn't happened in a long time in terms of it. Because now we're like, oh, well, we had Game of Thrones with the Red Wedding. Or we had somebody getting brutally, like, like, like somebody getting head chopped off. This, that, you're, you can't, you can, sure, you can say that's brutal. But he can't really say that because Dexter did it first. Dexter did it before Game of Thrones even existed. So Red well, Wedding, oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, you're good. Uh, also, too, the Sopranos did it though too, before Dexter, oh, because they yeah, not in this kind of way, but they've done other stuff with other whackings and things like mm -hmm. that. And they, especially when you look at the last season when Bobby gets killed in the train at the train uh, store. Okay, that scene is just brutal because there's a little bit of a foreshadowing, and I know I'm getting, uh, I know that you haven't seen the Sopranos or have you? 
I have. I've seen it all. I've seen it a long time since I've seen okay. it. I know what happens. Okay. So basically, Bobby winds up saying, you probably don't even hear the gunshots whenever it happens. Mm-hmm. And the guy gets shot over 10 times and everything. And that scene alone, he dies at the train store, a place that he loves to go to. And I feel like that scene compares to Rita a little bit. And also to Sons of Anarchy, but even though this was way before Sons of Anarchy in the first mm-hmm. place. So yeah, this is definitely one of those scenes that I can compare the Sopranos with this scene. Yeah. So um, we're not going to get into it. We'll get into season four. And season four is probably the best season out of this whole show. Where we will be covering that next. And I'm excited because I've seen bits and pieces of four, but I know what happens in it because there's a lot going on in four. Right. It's the best. And then because after this season, the current show writer and writer, he leaves. Shows show gets to hear four. Then, so it's going down on a downward spiral. Then it's just done it like and like it's like a, like there's no up. It's just a downward nose a nose dive, and there's no parachute. Nope. And it and it doesn't stop. And it's and that's and that's a bummer because the show and it ends and it ends on an intense note. And we'll get into that. It's it's uh, we're warning you. It's a brutal scene. I'm yep. not sugarcoating it. It's brutal. If you if if you can't deal with blood or anything don't watch it like don't like watch what our reaction to it but if you if you're not keen if you, if you can't digest it i would definitely avoid watching it because it's an intense ending sequence for first season definitely so guys that's gonna do it for tonight for our season three of dexter much better I hope they, <laughs> yes i hope that you guys enjoy this episode because we enjoy doing these uh, this after show so go on ahead hit that like button hit that share button don't forget to subscribe also to go ahead and follow us on facebook at movie lovers tv lovers unite over there and also to underneath the same na- brand name on instagram and on pinterest as well also to get an audio only podcast where you guys get your podcast from go on ahead go to good pods and everything download that good pods app like i mentioned before in all the other episodes because good pods is actually a great app if you're a podcaster or if you like listening to podcasts go ahead give us a five-star rating tell us what you liked about our show also too don't forget to go on ahead and donate towards st jude's all the proceeds go over to um the senses and everything all the proceeds go over to st jude's also to this is also something that Tamara and I are doing from two blur girls. So go on ahead, get yourself a Cincy, go on ahead, donate to St. Jude's hospital. Also too, tomorrow night, Charlie and I are actually going to do a show tomorrow night. We'll keep everyone glued in on what that's going to be for tomorrow night. So go on ahead, eight o'clock central time, nine o'clock Eastern, six o'clock Pacific time is the time that you can go on ahead and catch our show. And then of course, if you're a sponsor and would like to get in touch with us, just go ahead, email me at movieloversunite at gmail.com. And of course, follow me on Twitter at movieloversunit. And then also too, I'm going to be on Schmoes of the uh, Nords channel on Saturday at three o'clock central time, one o'clock Pacific time, four o'clock Eastern doing Mount Schmodown. So if you're into the movie trivia Schmodown, go on and check us out. Also too, Check out John H. Mudge's book, Crazy As His Crazy Does. He turned that whole entire uh, Forrest Gump line uh, line, um, line, and everything around, where it's like life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. So crazy is as crazy does, or stupid is as stupid does. So always until next time, guys. It's been real. It's been fun. I can't wait to do this again, and bye-bye.